In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues NBS, the podcast that every week gets one step closer in its evil scheme for world domination. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Gee, Howard, what do you want to do tonight? Well, you the know, same I, thing we do every week, Howard. <laughs> Try to take over the world. I, I'm glad you went that route because I, I was half tempted in your intro to go, you know, the pinky to my brain. But, you know, I didn't want to <laughs> get into an IQ battle but with you here. So uh, I'm yeah, glad you did the I, voice, though. You, you, you ask how I'm doing uh, since you brought all of that up and you dredged it out of the hell that it uh, was residing. This morning in my daily meeting, I was sharing puns because the misheard word was corn. <laughs> now, what rhymes with corn? Uh, there's a lot of things that rhyme with corn. Oh, hey. Correct. What? Did you... Did you have an epiphany? No, <laughs> oh, I uh, maybe I had, word. A, had a spider drop down. Like you guys probably couldn't have seen it on camera, but it came down like right about here. Um, I, I, I didn't give him warning about trespassing. So um, my bad. Just one of my spider robots coming to uh, help reprogram you a little bit or something. But yes. The, the misheard word was porn, not corn, as it was said or intended. And so there were many things that were discussed, like soft kernel porn, <laughs> or perhaps a new style of porn, sweet corn porn. Porn on the cob. Or perhaps that was one of them, yes. Sometimes these people like to get plowed. Their new favorite game, Pornhole. They're, they're occasionally stalked, which is unfortunate, but, you know, there's, there, there's that. And then you could get, uh, <clears throat> get shucked. You know it's ready when it's as high as an elephant's eye. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got an ear for double fisting. I mean, there's there's so many things in so many ways. Smothered in butter. Gonna, gonna butter your bread, yeah. Butter your cornbread. Yeah. It's just... I'm just saying, Howard, you started this whole thing. I did not start this whole thing, but I'm just now. I'm just now thinking I got to film some. Track. 
Yeah, I'm just not thinking I got to film some cutaway of a future Howard where he just goes, not dealing with this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you as pay-per-view guy just filmed that. So congratulations. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm better now because I got that off my chest. (laughs) I don't have to worry about that cream of the crop sitting there. But here we are. And uh, I'd ask Howard how he's doing, but he's about ready to jump the shark and head on out of here. So uh, with that, as you have already seen a couple cutaways, we have a special guest with us this evening. Flying in all the way. Bet his arms are tired. From uh, where are you these days, Mr. Flick? Right now, we are living in uh, Western Washington right now. Kind of moved to the west side. The West Coast. The Upper West Side. Yep. All right. Well, welcome all the way from the Upper West Side to the Beer Blues and BS show that you're already regretting, and he already threatened to leave. I know. <laughs> so thanks for being here, and thanks for staying more than two minutes, because just, just imagine, had you left when you thought about leaving the first time, or perhaps the second time, then you would have missed out on that soft corn porn and i just couldn't miss the soft corn porn love me that soft corn <laughs> soft corn it's easy it's more easy to digest that way <laughs> if you digest it at all i guess i too have corn in my poop <laughs> i hate you guys <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, uh, it, yeah, it used to be that you know we, we had a we had an unofficial rule, but you don't make more work for future Howard. <laughs> I I wasn't making any extra work for him. I, I don't see why any of that has to get cut out. Helping his diet because somebody has to keep us somewhat family friendly. <laughs> so if we're talking about corn here. It's not my. It's not our fault if they take that. And means something else. Listen, I'm the guy who last week got all of the grief because, you know, Kidder and Big D kept referring to Valley Dairy as VD. And oh, I said, yeah. no, every time you say that, I always think <laughs> that you guys are saying venereal disease. And you guys jumped all over me about get your mind out of the gutter, Howard. I got to agree yeah. with with uh, Kidder there. You got to Gotta get your mind out of the gutter. It's not their fault that your mind goes to dirty places. Everybody Valley. knows that when you want to go get some VD, that you head on up to your favorite Valley Dairy. That's what happens. I got the best cream there. Is is it what's on tap yet? I'm ready to drink. <laughs> or at least I'm gonna need a drink to survive this. <laughs> I was uh, not ready for this to be the main topic off the beginning of the show. You know, I just was not there. Colonel around the space. (laughs) Hmm. Well, then, uh, I guess we're going to have to fertilize and tantalize to get some tasty beverages. Oh, look, I have one here. I had this one already, but again, uh, for the full description, go back a few episodes and look for the Farmer John's Multigrain Ale. This is a Des Moines specialty, and by Des Moines specialty, I picked it up in Des Moines. It's made at the Confluence 
Brewery, one pint in this here can, 5.8% alcohol by volume. And <clears throat> I won't read the whole story because you can uh, see that and hear that in an episode just a few short weeks ago. And again, if you want to find out more about Confluence Brewing, you can visit them at 1235 Thomas Beck Road in Des Moines or visit them online at Confluence Brewing Company. Dot net dot org dot com. Just saying them all just in case. And this one's not too bad. Howie Blues, you need something to... Well, no, you, you need to wait. You were complaining. Mr. Foot, our guest, our esteemed guest, your first ever What's on Tap on Beer Blues and BS. Sir, please enlighten us. What's on tap for me, me is I am drinking a Czech Pilsner that I bought at the local liquor store. Now, I spent a bunch of time in Germany with my with my job and I fell in love with pilsners and it's hard to find a good pilsner here in the in uh, western Washington cuz people are obsessed with IPAs for some strange reason that I'll never <laughs> understand exactly. It's like ugh. I had an IPA I had an IPA phase it was called college. I grew up and got smart. <laughs> but uh this is a Could pretty you good pilsner. Throw a bunch they, of beer in the toilet. Is that what you liked? Man, what can I say? I mean, we all spent time uh, praying to the ivory god. College, it just mm. it's the things you learn. I didn't learn well enough, I guess. <laughs> but these guys claim to be the original pilsner, and uh, you know, it's just a nice, crisp, refreshing beer. All the way from the Czech Republic, brewed only in Plzen. 11.2 fluid ounces, 4.4 AV alcohol by volume, or 330 milliliters. It's a good beer. Nice, nice beer on these hot days. Howard, what are you drinking? Well, because it just seems like tonight's a night for, you know, me to have shit from Kidder. Uh, I have uh, another corn in that shit. No, no. Uh, it, it's another drink corn that Kidder brought. IPA. No, no. It's a uh, another one of these hard Mountain Dews that Kidder brought me from Iowa. Glad hard that you have that stocked. Too. Yeah, this is the Baja Blast flavor. Uh, let's see. Zero sugar malt beverage with natural flavors and artificial sweetener. Certified color and FDNC yellow number five. Ooh, yellow five. That's the best yellow. Yeah. Five uh, percent alcohol by volume. You must be twenty-one or higher older to drink this. Twenty-one or higher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> twenty-one beers high. Like, like a a corn stock. I mean, that I, would help. I listen. I didn't like when I had the original Hard Mountain Dew last week. I, I'm not. I'm not expecting high or good things out of this skitter. It's. Are I'm, you high? <laughs> I, it's just been a week, Kidder. It's been a week. There, it's I worked the catchphrase in. <laughs> it's, it's a catchphrase now. I gotta. Why say are we it. having that many weeks? That shit needs to stop. Damn it! <laughs> Take a damn drink. I need your mediocre <laughs> review. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, I broke him. <laughs> I broke it's him. so bad it's funny. Are you doing the do? Are you riding the Baja blast into a, into <laughs> infinity and beyond? I haven't even tasted this yet. Speaking of that, I watched the movie Infinity or whatever the hell it's called the other day. We got to talk about that. <clears throat> Did you get blasted? Man, Baja it's got the style. same issue. Uh, same issue I had with the other one. It feels like, or it tastes like there's too much liquor in it. <clears throat> like, you know, when you're in college and you just drink a little bit of the can and then you dump in the alcohol, you know, no measurement or such. So this is essentially just like the jungle juice we used to drink in the big, the big, uh, uh, tubs. No, it just like, still tastes like Mountain Dew, but it has that malt liquor taste. So mm-hmm. you get the the flavor of whatever Mountain Dew it is, but you, you it's that malt liquor taste. So yeah, it, it could be worse. It's got an overly sweet aftertaste to it. It just kind of makes your mouth feel like it's coated in sugar. Yeah, it has zero like it. sugar. Right, it's magic. Um, no, it's shit. That's what it is. It's <laughs> no, it was free to you. Shut your pile. <laughs> I'm just hoping I don't... I'm gonna start pulling up the damn corn jokes again. I, I'm just hoping I don't have to chug it like I did last week to catch up because last week we got to what's on tap round two and uh, Adam and I, I still had like a half a can and I'm like, oh, great. So I chugged the last half of it that was a mistake that's almost what we should have called this show kidder beer blues and mistakes <laughs> man i still got one more of these things and i'm gonna have a field day with that <laughs> so what's better that or the white or i guess what's worse that or the white claw you had last time oh or a little while ago i guess the White Claw, because television static is shit. The White Claw was worse. Um, and it, it really was, because I'm not a big uh, like tea drinker, or at least, you know, not like tea tea, not sweet tea. And so it's just... It was too much of that. I... Ugh, that one was terrible. It nearly killed me. I've had a lot of stuff on this show that's nearly killed me. We've had a seltzer try and kill both of us. We've also mm-hmm. had beers try and kill both of us. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the uh, Spatzel Brewing Company in uh, Shiner, Texas. Hey, hey, get her foreshadowing. The second drink on my table here. It's Shiner. You really <clears throat> want to die tonight. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, you I, know, I thought this was supposed to be a monumental happy occasion because the foot is with us. I I thought so too, and then you know all of the uh, hardcore corn jokes happened. <laughs> Soft corn, thank you very much. We kept it clean. Yeah, this is a family show, Howard. Exactly. It was there's only no, a little shitty. There's no double corn fisting or anything happening on this show. Okay, none of it. That is not this show. This is a family show. You only get moderate corn touching. 
corn lying next to each other. Okay, <laughs> the corns don't don't interact with each other or corn water all over. Some people say in other circles. Right, the, you know, there's no corn maze here. This is <laughs> this is just corn, maybe a little cream, some butter. It's done. <laughs> Gonna go back to my painting. Go <laughs> <laughs> find that, you dick, <laughs> Mister Foot. Thank you uh, for joining us. First of all, it's been a year and a half in the making. So my thanks pleasure. For joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, because it's uh, your first, your inaugural visit to the Triple B, can you give us an insight on you? Who well, is DeFoot? I'm Adam, or DeFoot, as Kidder likes to say. I'm a professional airline pilot. I've been flying for the last, oh, God, how long has it been now? What year is it, 22? Like 12 years. Yeah, we'll go with that. 12 years. And uh, recently started a YouTube vi- YouTube channel all about some of my travels, which we could talk about more later. But uh, I went to college with these schmucks, spent many a night in the in the bars and the in the basements drinking and and in the dorms doing not drinking, but probably drinking because Never leave a man behind. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I I have to say there there was a, there was a conversation back about kind of around our uh, one year anniversary of this show. And Kinder and I were talking about guests who we were still wanting to have on the show now that we were a year in. And, uh, you know, you were on the top of my list. So glad to, glad to finally have you on. Uh, yeah, glad to be here. I don't, yeah, I don't want to burst your your bubble, um, but uh, you were the only name on his list. Hey, still number one. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's one of one. Still number one. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you know, Adam, you, you gave a a very kind of short description of kind of the stuff, but I mean, you've done a lot of interesting things, you know, besides knowing us in college and we can definitely tell some college stories, you know, but I know at one time you worked at, and I can never remember which one it was, whether you worked at Disneyland or Disney world, Disney world, Disney world. So you, so you worked at Disney world. So, I mean, there's probably stuff unless they made you send assign some like NDA or something like that. There's probably some stuff you could talk about. Tell you, but then the mouse will come and kill me. Yeah. That's what I figured. Oh, I'm going to ah. kill your face. Ha-ha. Uh, I mean, but, you saw this. If you saw the South park episode with Mickey, that's pretty much real life. Mm. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you spent time in Alaska <laughs> flying, um, mm-hmm. which, uh, I mean, that has got to be interesting in itself. Uh, and now you're traveling the world flying and, uh, you know, going to some really interesting places, eating a lot of interesting food. I'm not going to lie. I have watched all of your uh, videos, so I'm enjoying them. The fact that I was good. watching I was watching the one that came out just tonight uh, right before the show. So 
Yeah, a brand new one all about uh, Okonomiyaki's. They're a Japanese savory pancake. It's they're freaking delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Disney was a lot of fun. Uh, actually, that's when, where I ended up meeting the, the missus myself. So happy, a lot of happy memories. I mainly did it just to get out of North Dakota for a winter because us West Coast boys, we're just not as strong as you, you Midwesterners. And we needed a, I needed a, a little time away from the, from the frozen North. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Just didn't want to see any more Canadian geese next to the runway, right? Yeah, that too. Those freaking freaking birds, man. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I flew in Alaska for six years. Spent a year and a half flying out in rural Alaska in the bush, doing uh, little airplane, little uh, flying little airplanes to these little villages that have no other way of getting in most t- most of the year. No roads, no nothing. All very isolated. So, so with flying into those rural you know airports and such what what's the most challenging aspect of doing that you know because there's a lot of things one could think of besides you know the condition of the airfield but just even the weather uh you know and flying up there weather is was was always a big factor because it particularly in this part of alaska changes so quickly that you could take off expecting it to be just fine no problems going up but then in the hour-long flight it might take you to get there the weather could change five different times and then you get there and it's like i can't see the runway where's the runway because there's just snow snow just lots of snow falling or fog or all these other fun things that just make flying difficult i know howard hasn't seen it but there's a show called brush pilots on the weather channel i have seen that one i don't think i've seen that one i did watch uh, discovery channel had a a bush pilot show a few years ago i saw that one too i actually knew those people who who did that and uh i hate to burst your bubble but it was all bullshit i figured like uh They would take for that show in particular. I can't speak about the Weather Channel one, but uh, talking to those the the guys up in Unalakleet, they would take uh, video from like five flights and cut it together to make one one trip because he has to get the birthday cake to Grandma, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a five knot crosswind. Dun dun dun. How about uh, Ice Pilots? I haven't watched Ice Pilots. Is that like Ice Road Truckers? uh, That's uh, another Weather Channel special. Okay. Mm -hmm. It it was uh, right up there with Ice Twisters. Oh, that just sounds fun. No. No, you dirty (laughs) bastard. Does that come come after Sharknado? I will get on the internet, and I will find more (laughs) corn puns. (laughs) But they just keep getting cornier and cornier. I know it's going to get creamy pretty soon. This, uh, if there's any more corn puns in this episode, we're going to have to, you know, move our recording location. <laughs> hey, you're the to one Nebraska. who's drinking malt liquor, not by choice. Yeah, so we already uh, have one one Nebraska native that frequents this show. I don't know if we need two or three. Yeah, after flying in the bush, I flew, uh, uh moved into Anchorage and started flying out to 
to the smaller towns outside of in Alaska. Like um, we're talking about discovery shows. Uh, if you ever watch uh, deadliest catch, mm-hmm. uh, the Dutch Harbor place, I used to fly a lot of those guys out to the fishing boats every year. How about would- gold rush? Nope, never did the gold rush. That would be down in uh, southeast Alaska. I kind of focus more southwest Alaska down down the that long spit that reaches into the Bering Sea. So, so what what were some of the most interesting things that you did get to transport as part of that? Because the the bush pilots in Alaska, I mean, they're basically the lifeline for some of those communities. So, I'm sure you had some interesting things come through that you uh, so got not to transport. That, so we did we transported a lot of stuff. So like I've I've had to put uh, a snowmobile and a, in the back of a caravan before. That's a pain in the like butt. A, like a Dodge caravan? No, like uh, so a uh, a Cessna caravan is a type of airplane that I flew out there. It's a single engine plane, but it's about think of a Dodge caravan with wings, and you pretty much have it. <laughs> okay. So it's like a it's Dodge a, Caravan. It's like a Dodge Caravan with wings. With Instead wings. of a Winnebago with wings, it's a Dodge Caravan with wings. Now, because you said the W word, I do have to say, for Mike's sake, a Winnebago. I should say more for NDWF's sake. Right, Howard? Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> NDWF, the Winnebago. Listen, I was only really involved in like three NBWF shows, so I know like a third of the references. So, so you're practically one? an NDWF professional. Um, no. <laughs> so anyway, back to back to being a bush pilot because that's more interesting. Well, yeah. Then uh, I've also had to sh- shove four uh, the four wheelers, the quads in the back of that. Those are always a pain in the butt to get in because it's not so much getting them in. Getting them in, it's a little easier because at the airport we have a forklift to help us lift them up and then shove them in the back. But when we get to the villages, there ain't nothing there. So a lot of the times it's just pushing, pushing it at like lot of pushing and pulling and just letting it fall out i i would have thought you would have just gotten like a small skinny kid and started him up and just had him drive out you know maybe play now, some, unfortunately because like, the way music. the door the way the door is it's on the side like uh like uh like a caravan like a dodge caravan it's just a big old door on the side Mm. But it's not, but you, and so you have to put in it, but it's not wide enough to drive the thing in. So you have to push it in and then ter- pivot it. It's like you're trying to shuck some corn. <laughs> yeah. I, Who is actually, that shucking corn? I mean, shucking is a pull. Because you keep peel. pushing and, and, and uh, there's, there's to... no pushing. It's a peeling, it's a pulling action, kidder. Have you never shucked corn before? Well, I mean, maybe some people shuck their corn a little differently than you do. Don't judge people. I'm just judging you, Kidder. Trust no, me. No, you don't. You don't need to judge me. <laughs> In this case, I do. The jury's still <laughs> out on that. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably the, the most interesting thing about the uh, what we used to carry is so uh, all most of, a lot of these villages are dry, so there's no alcohol allowed in the villages. But we also don't have security checks for baggage getting on our airplane. 
So like you, you'd hear people putting their bag in the plane and just hear clink, 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 clink. Yep. Your bag is just full of alcohol, isn't it? Yeah. So, I, I, I'm sure if people wanted it, they were going to get it there one way or another. Oh yeah. We used to see a lot of, particularly in the winter, there's always a lot of snowmo snowmobile tracks going from town to town that, you know, they're just liquor runs. Did you ever, did you ever see one just wrapped in duct tape? Like a 12 pack just wrapped in duct tape. Someone's like, that's my suitcase. No, but uh, duct tape and a garbage bag. Yes. I, I was curious when we were, uh, when we were all living in the dorms, you know, and move in, I remember on one of the move in days where I was helping, there was a dad who was, he, he brought like it was a 12 pack or no, it was it. Or it was a 24 pack of beer. And he was, it was to bring it in. And one of the RAs like, no, 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 no. You, you, you can't, you can't bring it. Oh, it's fine. I let him drink at home all the time. You know, it, it's okay. <laughs> and, and you know, I was like, no, we can't let it in. So the guy went, Back to this, took it back to his car, but wrapped it in duct tape and then tried to get it through. The RA stopped him that time, too. It's like, seriously? You gotta at least try a little harder than that. It's like sneaking food into the theater. You just gotta, don't make it so goddamn obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's plenty of drinking at our school that, uh, was probably pretty stupid in some of those regards. So I, I, I know Kidder remembers the uh, time that we came back to our wing to our new suite mate sitting out on the wing in tears because his parents had dropped him off like eight hours before and he had already gone out and gotten a minor in possession <laughs> well, that was and, and was and was kicked out of the aviation was going to be kicked out of the aviation program. And so he was trying to figure out how to tell his parents who just dropped him off. And he was from California. So it's not like it was like, you know, down the road in Fargo. This is like, hey, he's traveled halfway across the country for aviation. Well, at least he did. At least he hadn't poured a lot of money into it yet, I guess. Silver lining. Yeah, but that would still that would be like the suckiest phone call ever. You know, yeah. hey, mom and dad, I, I'm not going to be a pilot because I went out the first night you dropped me off and got caught. <laughs> Just goes to show aviation students weren't aren't any smarter than the rest of them. <laughs> you say that and Kidder and I know a lot of aviation students or at least people who were aviation students when we were in college. Yeah, oh. we drank a lot. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, Adam, I was trying to remember when the first time was that I actually met you because I know it was in college, but I was trying to remember the circumstances in which you and uh, I met dorm meetings. I think we were in the dorm council thingy together when you were president your sophomore year. Yeah. Well, that was actually junior year that I was president. Because sophomore year, I was the, oh gosh, what was it? I was, Kidder was president my sophomore year. And I was his conduct chair. That's what I was. I was on the conduct group. Okay. I think I was involved in there somewhere. Like just a, a rep or something. Yeah. Maybe a wing, wing rep. Yeah. Wing rep. Yeah. 
because that was yeah because freshman year i wasn't on uh hall government because kidder and i were roommates and when they're like hey we need a wing rep uh kidder expressed interest in it and i was like oh hey you you have it go for mm-hmm. it yeah and you guys so. were a year ahead of me so i didn't so I came, I met you my freshman year. Yeah. So that was probably through Hall government. Mm-hmm. So. And then for some strange reason, you decided to move in with me. Well, that was, uh, that was one of those where I was going into my senior year. And uh, Lefty and I were engaged at that point. Um, <laughs> Lefty. That's what I call her. Yep. I like it. And uh, my parents weren't real happy about the fact that we were engaged. Um, I mean, that was like a two-day chew-out session when they found out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I just did absolutely did not want to go home. And I I lived in the dorm for three years and was wanted the experience of living in an apartment, living outside of that. And, uh, you needed roommates. So yeah, it worked out really well. I thought we, overall, we had a good time. I, you know, uh, I thought so. I mean, it was a weird crew between you, me, lefty, and then Pam. I mean, that, that was like four odd couples, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, and I don't think I'd, I'd, I hadn't even met Pam before she moved in. So it's like, plate new stranger. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's always interesting. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's for sure. So, yep. But yeah, no, those were, those were, I thought, pretty good times. They were. So, so for the, for the most part we filmed the movie in that in that townhouse god i remember that whatever happened to that ah uh, you know it's it's here in the uh oh, yeah. howard cave yeah, like 20 like the 24 hour movie festival or whatever shoot right in and but it wasn't even it even wasn't for the uh 24 hour movie festival um it was so that one was rook's casket and that one we we had a cast and we were going to film it basically over weekend. So it was going to be closer to like us doing it in a little bit mm. more like 72 You're hours. You're right. That was the Roots Casket one with. Uh, with other yeah, people. With, yeah. With other people. Yeah. And uh, one of the people who was in the movie uh, basically told me that I had 24 hours and they were a pretty substantial part of the movie. So we ended up filming it the whole movie in 24 hours. So a 90 minute film and that, yeah, that was, that was rough. And that was the last large film I did for reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, here, here's the fun thing, uh, Adam, cause I know you haven't uh, been around to visit us in Bismarck, but when uh, Lefty and I bought our first place here uh, in Bismarck, it was a condo. And it was a townhouse style, and it was very similar to the townhouse in Grand Forks, and that was part of why we bought it. Oh, cool! Because we had such uh, such good memories of our time there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I've been through Biz. Last time I was through Bismarck <clears throat> was I think '09 when I came out and visited for 
the fourth, I think. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's it's definitely been a while. So, but uh, we'll ha- we'll have to to meet up with you again sometime. Definitely. So, so I keep trying to convince the wife to go go make a trip out to North Dakota. I, you know, it's a good time to do it now because uh, uh, Steve, who goes on this show by the name of Big D, is back in North Dakota. So he's here as well. Nice. And uh, I haven't seen him yet. Except on this show. Awesome. Including the one time I was in Grand Forks and he uh, snubbed me and didn't respond. Jerk. Fun. <laughs> if only he were on the show to respond. <laughs> no, that's okay. He, I feel so bad, Kinder. I started editing last week's episode where he was on. And uh, even future Howard was getting a little trolly on some of that. Um, so I don't know what it is about him, but he just brings out the troll in me and you. It's a, it's a pretty rough first hour of that episode for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the foot's going to like it. <laughs> it's, a, it's good. I mean, it's comical, but it's, it's, it's very trolly right off the, the get go. Um, so, yeah, both of us didn't have much of any sleep, and I had uh, arrived here to do this 25 minutes before we started. So, I had a long day that day. And yeah, it seemed, the first hour real. did seem kind of low energy, let's say. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's all right, it picks up, it gets better. So, but uh, Adam, so after the, the whole bush pilot, so now you're you're flying around the world, and and such. So a rough estimate because I don't expect you to count out, but about how many different countries would you say you've gotten to to fly into, kind of in recent years? Uh, uh rough estimate. Rough estimate. You like more than 20? Let's go 20. That's a good rough estimate. Do you need more pages for your passport? (laughs) Um, I did, yes. In fact, I actually had to get a special... uh, I used to go into Germany so often that I got a special piece of paper from the German customs people where they, instead of stamping the inside of the passport, they just stamp the paper. And you carry that paper around so you don't chew chew up all your your pages. This man is okay to fly into Germany. He is und passe, fine. Passa bitte. Yeah, <laughs> it's from the German Crank District. So, so out of these countries you've been in, what's impressed. been your what's been your favorite one to uh, to visit? My favorite country to visit is a toss up between uh, Germany and Japan. Both for different reasons. Japan is just such a cool country to go to. There's so many cool things, so many, so much history, so much different types of culture, so many variety of things. You can go to Tokyo and see bright city, modern lights, or you can go just outside of Tokyo and see a samurai castle from 300 B, 380. 
So that's fun. Germany is fun just because beer is great. <laughs> what's and there's, uh, and there's some cool things to see in Germany. What what's been the least favorite country that you've visited? Kuwait. That did that took no thinking whatsoever. Because it that, sucks. It's hot. It's dry. It's it's very dusty. There's nothing whatsoever to see or do. I I I have a what they what's called a, a yeah, what's called a sook, which is a like a like a open air market in the city. So like I went and saw that. That was fine for like a half a day, and that was about it. <laughs> and we 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 jokingly used to call Kuwait uh, the rehab rehab layovers because a lot of times we would stop either in Ireland or Germany before going on to Kuwait. So we would drink a lot the night, like when we stop in Ireland or Kuwait, because you're in Ireland and Germany. It's kind of what you do. <laughs> and then Kuwait's a dry country. And so there's no alcohol there. So we go there to detox the Betty, the Betty Ford country, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but like the hotel we stayed in was really nice. Don't get me wrong. It's just anytime you're leaving the hotel, it's just kind of sucked. I, well, and I was going to say, I would think that spending that much time in hotels gets a little tiresome at times. It has this, this, these last two years in particular has really kind of taken all the fun out of my job because a lot of places I've been going for the last two, three years since COVID hit is you're all in hotel lockdown. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, how has it been traveling around the world with all of the COVID precautions? Cause you know, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting, uh, seeing how different countries take care of it. Like we go into like uh, one of my videos on my, on the channel is my experience in Shenzhen, China, where I, we go from the airplane and it takes us about two hours to go through customs and health checks before we're even allowed, allowed to go to the hotel. And then we go, we're not, we're given a one-time use card key for the hotel room so we can go into the hotel room and then we can't leave again until it's time to leave for the airport. So we're just stuck in the hotel room for three days and it is very, it's very controlled. Whereas right now, like Germany, it's great. Germany's wide open. No, no COVID restrictions whatsoever. Now it wasn't quite like that year and a half ago, but it's starting to ease back up again. It's a lot of places like Japan. It's all fully open again. Um, back when I was back during the height of the restrictions, I was flying for another company called Omni, where mostly we do military charters. And we would fly one of the mo the main routes we used to do was what's referred to as a rotator, where we would fly Seattle to Yokota Air Base in Tokyo. And then... Uh, Yakota Iwakuni Marine Base in uh, down by Osaka, and then uh, Kadena Air Base on Okinawa. And a lot of times, this flight is used for families sending kids back and forth to see grandpa or something, 
or moving or if you're getting redeployed somewhere else. So they, they refer to that as a rotator and it's a lot of kids and family. But I used to do that quite a lot. And during the COVID, height of COVID, we weren't even allowed off the airbase. We would stay in the local airbase hotel, which means that our food options were Popeye's chicken, Subway and Pizza Hut. Exactly the type of food you want to eat when you're in Japan. I know that's that's always what I think about when I think about Japanese cuisine. Oh yeah, yeah, the Popeye's, Popeye's spicy chicken. chicken. Yeah, that's exactly what you think about when you want to go eat some Japanese food. Mm. <laughs> so that was depressing, but it could have been but worse. You could, you could go to Las Vegas, where all of that is still in effect. If you want to reminisce, oh, it is. They're not. Let... Yeah. No, I go to China where that's still a hardcore effect. Where so. Oh, that was yeah. happening before COVID hit the rest of the world, right? All the lockdowns and communism. Well, yeah, the, the communism, yes. The lockdowns. Oh. <laughs> o- only if you're an American. I see. <laughs> what? Know, I've, been, I've been to Shanghai a bunch. Political truth. <laughs> Lay off me. I I I know, but uh I just I happen to know that Adam's wife is from China, so <laughs> I I'm just wait I, I, I'm just I'm just gonna you know wait to hear from Adam about like hey my wife beat me because I was on this podcast and made fun of my whole nation. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. Don't Remember, give her any ideas. You have a safe place to stay if you need to get away i know you know how to fly and i know where that you know where we are so you can fly here two different places a very safe place we even have pillows and blankets so i mean you don't even have to bring your own you can literally just grab a shirt and hit hit the jet just just telling you you have a safe place oh in fact are 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 you okay? <laughs> are are She's you okay? Me. I can't say anything. I'll blink rapidly if I'm in danger. Okay. <laughs> but no, in, in seriousness, I went pre-COVID. Uh, we used to go to Shanghai a lot to visit family. And Shanghai is great. If you ever get a chance to go visit, it is a wonderful city to go visit. There's a lot of cool stuff to go see and do in, in China. and. You know, it's like any other place. Just don't be a dick and you're going to be fine. They want, they want, they like American tourist money just as much as everybody else does. Uh, Howard, I'm sorry. You're never going to be able to visit Shanghai. Thanks. 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 (laughs) So what would you say is, is beyond the, uh, the COVID measures and precautions, what's the hardest thing about, the uh traveling the world and going to these different countries what's what's the most difficult aspect of it uh time zones like just sleeping and a lot of times you get tired because a lot you're switching your sleep cycle over and over again like you might land somewhere after flying from uh, louisville to cologne about a 10 hour flight and you have 24 hour rest, which seems great. But the problem is you're coming right back 
which is another 12 hour flight or so. And so you get to Cologne, you're really tired because you've just been flying for 12 hours. You might have got a nap on the airplane with crew changes, but you're still going to be pretty tired. But then, and so you go right, you might go right to sleep, sleep eight hours, but then you wake up and your sleep schedule is all screwed up and, and off and you can't get another nap in before you have to go fly another 12 hours back because you just slept eight hours and you're going to go fly in, in another five hours. So, so trying to get enough, keep, trying to get your sleep going and sleeping at different times of the day and eating, eating at different times of the day. It's really kind of will catch up to you and you get really tired. Just got to sleep on the plane like the uh, set of pilots did in uh, uh, flight uh, last week. Oh, I saw that the Ethiopian flight that, yeah, that uh, just flew, flew past where it was going. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I just saw that report us. Yeah, luckily, uh, a lot of times we fly with three or four crew members on particularly the long flights. And our airplanes have bunk rooms. So we'll take a few hour break, rotate out, and go be able to get a, like a little nap. I was going to ask on these longer flights, because like, if I travel 12 hours in my car, you know, I can listen to the radio. I can, you know, listen to an audio book, a podcast, music, you know, there's that entertainment. But when you're flying an airplane, is there things you get to do besides the actual flying that kind of help kill the time on those long flights? So there's a lot of chit chat, like we'll, we'll talk to each other a lot, just kind of having stupid conversations about nothing and find common interests, talk about airplanes, talk about your boats, talk about your your life and what kind of things you like to do. Um, sometimes we'll listen to some music if we're going over the ocean and there's no talking on the radios because a lot of it's done, particularly over the ocean now, it's all done by satellite text message, essentially. Hmm. So we can listen to some music, kind of things like that. You can read. Reading's fine. As long as you don't have a chatty co-pilot, right? Oh, no, that's... a. Yeah, that's worse. Chatty co-pilots. I just like to stare out the window with the stars. I like counting meteors. Like a psychopath like the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> There's a reason we went to North Dakota. Maybe just Howard. This is a rough night for Howard. Is that, a, <laughs> is that the murder bird behind you? No. No. Where? I haven't seen the murder bird that's lately. That he might be creeping in your window. They see no. something moving. Oh, oh your window? window? You have a murder yeah. bird, bird? Oh, you don't know about the murder bird, do you? <clears throat> I mean, I killed one a few times, and uh, <laughs> what's a and, one uh, a few times? And uh, uh, Elden Ring, does that count? Uh, no, no. I, this is a, an actual murder bird who feels the need to kill small songbirds and leave their bloody carcasses on my lawn my driveway you know maybe he thinks I, he's giving you a present i don't think so um it, it's all started uh back in a past life with kidder in a different career field where uh when i was living in the condo looked out my back window one snowy day and there was the carcass of a bird and so i took a photo of it and i texted kidder and I'm like i'd like to report a murder here's the <laughs> you know <laughs> and i sent it to him 
And uh, I forget what his response was, but it probably wasn't very nice. Um, and then I uh, later I caught <laughs> I caught the actual uh, hawk that was out there, and I I snapped another photo. I'm like, look, he's returned to the scene of the crime. How quickly can you get here? And I I still think Kidder just kind of ignored it. Anyway, now that Kidder's in his new career and I'm in a new house, this past winter I had the murder bird return and kill a couple songbirds. And so I've been heckling Kidder with it about, damn it, Kidder, when are you going to come out of retirement and catch this murder bird? And so we now actually have a murder bird character that, you know, every now and then appears within episodes, uh, usually in dark places. Um, and just kind of slips in and slips out. If you watch closely, you'll see them. But it's one of those just fun Easter eggs that our editor, Future Howard, puts in because he can. Fun fact for you. This evening, I mowed the lawn. Yes, a shocker. I was out mowing the lawn. Hmm. Uh, turns out that there were about seven or eight different birds that were buzzing around. I don't know if they were all encouraging me or just uh, part of the Waiting murder for you bird to die. Game. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you bring up mowing, Kidder, because uh, while uh, editing the episode that dropped this week, I was, uh, I was looking for some stuff for the thumbnail, and I I found something, and I have to say, uh, you're going to need to sell your lawnmower. You can get one of those new robot lawnmowers. Oh, then you don't I, have to do it and be exposed to murder birds. No, I found the uh, the perfect new lawnmower for Kidder. Better not yeah. be a goat. Check this thing out. Oh, that looks fun. Is that just getting... But I mean, how do you mow? Is there the, <laughs> the blades below it? The blades are below it, yes. But this is the optional snow blade attachment that you can put on it. Mm. Yeah. So that's the thing I don't miss about North Dakota. Having to <laughs> shovel down headlights on it. It does. Yeah. And look, Kidder, it, it the, the back opens up so that you can dump your clippings on your neighbor's lawn after they, you know, have pissed you off. <laughs> no, they piss on their own lawn enough or just the, does it have a cup rock. holder? I don't see a cup holder. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Mine has a cup holder. Just oh, I'm sure that. we could fashion up a cup holder with a, you know, a koozie and some duct tape. Are those lights LEDs? They do not appear to be light emitting diode fixtures. And I you also don't see a warning beacon on there. You know, this that, is going uh, to be a hard plate sell. looks a bit too close to where you might put your legs. You could burn yourself. Mm -hmm. That's an OSHA hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Howard, what kind of trash are you bringing in here? Are you trying to kill him? Probably. Here, I was trying to get you, you know, a a little bit closer to having your own skid steer, Kidder. I'm sorry. No, I, I just want to. Sorry I tried steer. to bring you joy in life. It's like a bat left, right? I want the bat left. So I get the bat left. You can't just not have a bat left if you want a bat left. It's like a skid steer. So now when I hit the lottery, I'm going to buy a fully loaded Caterpillar skid steer. Did you guys get in on the, the billion dollar lottery that just came up? No, I, I don't play because that money would 
be gone anyway. I Exactly. Then you can't get a skid scare if you don't even buy your ticket. I know, but I think I bought I a lottery ticket once in Louisiana and I won seventy dollars. <laughs> and I'll Jesus. never buy it again. So I'm a hundred percent record in the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that lucky. You know, so uh, I, I don't throw my money at it. Howard and I are the uh, probably two of the closest to unluckiest people on the planet. My gambling mm-hmm. record is probably minus $800. And I host a podcast with Mark Kidder. <laughs> you know, most people would say it's a blessing. Others would say it's a curse. <laughs> I just Kinda have to like, some cheap no, dicks back mind. at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep coming back kind of like VD. So. <laughs> so at the end of the day, who's really the one who's punishing themselves? Uh, the uh, the uh, official slogan for this uh, show, Adam, is sharing the misery together. <laughs> we live up to that just about every week. That's good. Misery hat, misery shared is a misery half, right? Isn't that how that thing goes? Something, something along those lines. So, so uh, let's see. Uh, we've talked about your travels of the world, and hey, you have now turned that into your own YouTube channel, uh, which is a flying foodie, and you're doing a show called The Stopover. If I got that. Yep, Correct. it was. I originally called it the layover, but then I re- then I remembered Anthony Bourdain was a thing, <laughs> <laughs> and like bastard took all the good good the good names. The layover, I forget what his other show was, but other no good reservations. names. Yeah, no reservations. Like, damn him and his and his creativeness. But uh, yeah. Um, I've started making videos of places I go, things I've eaten, and uh, some uh, different experiences I've had. Uh, the latest one is, as we talked about, uh, in Osaka, Japan, where I go out to have uh, Okonomiyaki. It's a Japanese pancake that's freaking delicious. And uh, I did, just dropped another one yesterday about visiting Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. I, I got about halfway through that one uh, tonight because uh, that one's a longer one. It is a bit longer. I've been yeah. trying to aim. I've been aiming my videos for about five between five and 10 minutes for the food videos. But for some of them, like the Universal Studios and the quarantine one, it kind of needs a little be a little bit longer. Yeah. And I, I, you know, as, as a viewer, I I'm fine with that um, and such. Although I will, I will say, with the uh, Universal Studios one, I was a, I was a little disappointed uh, when you were talking about your experience in uh, Harry Potter World with the wand and it not working. I was too. I I just I wanted a shot like after you had done the motion and it had it worked where you just put your head down and walked away in the sad piano music. Played. I tried so hard, but then the line kept getting bigger and bigger behind me, and these all these Japanese kids and like. It's made for the kids. And I just felt bad that I'm standing there for 10 minutes. Like, do it, damn it. Yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to see that that failure of the sad music. And then some little kid walks up and does play. Like yeah, but then I'd be filming some other person's kid. And, you know, yeah, tend I, to frown on when strange white men film their little Japanese kids. 
There's been issues. Yeah. But it that was that's at least the humorous side of me was like I mm-hmm. I was like that's the joke I would have gone for, but <laughs> Yeah. Wish I thought of that. Uh, you know. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it, it was fun. Harry Potter World was really cool. And yeah. I actually got I, to ride the rides there instead of like Super Mario Land where they wouldn't let me ride the rides because I got there too late. Yeah, that was disappointing, but an excuse for you to go back. Yep. You know, that'll, that'll be good. But I, I'm awfully jealous. I've been watching other people's videos of uh, that Super Mario World and it is just, you know, you know, aesthetically, so cool. it is amazing. Like they did such a good job designing that place, but it's really small. Like all the videos, because I did the same thing. I watched a lot of videos online when it first came out because I'm a nerd. It's what I do. And uh, like that was kind of the the theme around it. It's like, yeah, it looks really big on when you're filming it, but once you're there, it's really small. Like. You can f- you could probably fit it all in you could probably fit all of Pirates of the Caribbean in or you could probably fit Mario World and all of Pirates of the Caribbean hmm. in the Disneyland parks. Yeah. It it's uh yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten to that part. As I said, I was just kind of in Harry Potter world mm-hmm. part of your video. So I I'm I'm still watching. I, I have it paused over here on my phone. I'm you know, I'll I'll catch the rest of it, but uh, the rest of the series has been uh, really fascinating to watch and and uh, see. In fact, I I toyed with uh, the opening line for this episode being uh, "Beer Blues and BS," a podcast that's like a fine spicy beef soup, or is it mm-hmm. lamb? Just to play off that episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't under like I literally just pointed at the guy's soup next to me. It's like. Because the menu was all in Korean. I, I don't read Korean. And there was no pictures. So I was like, I'm looking at the menu. How? Then I see the guy next to me. He's like, just take that. Do you find that to be a challenge when, you, when you're traveling around the world to um, uh, to, to order food? It's, a, it's an adventure, we'll say. Because a lot of times, particularly a lot of these places, you go, you go and you don't, they eat a lot of different things that you're not used to and you're, you're taking a risk that like maybe that soup you had is baby turtle soup. It's like, okay, we'll give it a go. So let me ask this with all the world travels. What's, what's the best thing you've had? The best food I've had. Mm-hmm. I went to a restaurant in Kenya a few years back called carnivore where it is uh, a meat restaurant, hence the name, where they have just about every type of edible meat available. They'll, they'll just bring it around on big giant skewers with a sword and just, you want you want a piece of alligator? Sure. Slice. You want a piece of uh, wildebeest? Sure. Slice. And it was, everything was delicious. Everything was well cooked and really good and the experience was was a lot of fun just because it's just something you've never done you don't do a lot of places and a lot of different foods you never even think about eating or finding like snake that was that was an interesting one 
So what's the uh, the worst thing that you've had? Like you've picked something at random, you know, not sure what it was, and you're like, ooh. Beef bacon. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Kuwait. And Kuwait, uh, you know, because Kuwait's a Muslim country. So they don't have real bacon. So you go down to the breakfast buffet, hoping to get some like good breakfast, and all they have is beef bacon. Like not even turkey bacon, beef bacon. It's just ew. It's just weird. So it's like jerky or what? No, it's worse than jerky because it's not even. (laughs) It's not flavorful. It's not as like salty like you get like real bacon or fake bacon. It's just yeah, like really bad old jerky. Mm. Wet jerky. That's a good description. Mm. Soggy wet jerky. Note to self, never eat beef bacon. Don't. Just that's, just don't. Now we're going to have to try and find it. And we're we're, we're going to have to make Howard eat it. Oh, man, can that be something we bet on? Uh, although I've lost both bets that we've done on this show. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not great at gambling on this uh, this particular show. Um, no. Um, I know, Adam, you like drinking. So let, let's let's. Same kind of two question. The best beer that you've had in your travels and the worst beer you've had in your travels. Uh, the best beer I've had in my travels is, let's see. I don't know the name of it because I just got it in a big stein. But a few years ago, I was in Germany. and I went to a small Oktoberfest in Stuttgart and like they come just like in the like in the movies, they come in big steins. Das Boot. Uh, there were some Das Boots there, and uh, you know the beer was just really good, and there was lots of it, and it was cheap. And I got so plastered that day. I barely remember riding the train back to back to where I was staying because we ended up having to take two trains to get there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, worst beer I've ever had. See, I don't drink bad beer. <laughs> that, uh, that's what we've made a career on on this show yeah, is drinking bad beer. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I can't really think of a bad beer I've had. <laughs> he beats you, Howard. <laughs> mm-hmm. By a mm-hmm. week. Speaking of beer, Kidder, I'm out. I know you've been out for a while. I'm out. <laughs> I, I think it's about time, though, for a what's on tap round two. Hmm. I'll be right back. I got to go grab another one. Well, since since you mentioned that, I figure I better mention the Fargo Brewing Company because that's where I spent some time at last week, technically earlier this week, I guess, but got this fancy sticker from there. Mm-hmm. Got a pint glass, too. That's... Uh, upstairs but it's got the, the logo on it as as you saw Ooh. there it is thanks for the sound effects yes you're welcome uh ended up uh sampling pretty much all of the 16 or so beers that they had on tap for the concert well what this, was the, what was the best beer out of that probably the first first one i had i think was the the o fest october fest that one was good. 
also the the stones throws pretty good. And then if you like the you know sours, they had a Kenny's lemonade. That one <laughs> was nice and sour. Um, that's my PAs. Didn't try those for obvious I, reasons. I, I figured I, that's why I wasn't even going to ask you what was the worst beer you had because I figured if you had had even one of the IPAs, that's what you would have thrown under the bus. Yep. <clears throat> I would have definitely thrown that under the bus. Yeah. Um, I, as I pull up the tap list, uh, the, the wood chipper IPA, the fresh to death phantasm IPA, the Kenny's lemonade, keep it cordial, cherry fruited sour, Razzle Dazzle Raspberry um, I, I, I want to say it was a sour maybe uh, the P- Pina Loca Pastry Stout the Boat Rocker Blueberry Lager that one wasn't uh, too bad they had the Fargo Original Hellas Lager the Stones Throw Scottish Ale, the Iron Horse Pale Ale, and uh, that's all they had in the Quality Beer Zone, where uh, I spent most of my time. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can see my live, loud, and on location video from there. Yeah. As for here. Oh, I was, I was just going to ask, since, since you're on the topic, how was the concert series? Well, I would say that uh, you and I have experienced that before. Wasn't uh, the worst thing that I've ever been to, but it wasn't the best thing that I've ever been to. Um, remember uh, the the sound check that oh. uh, you famously bring up every time we talk about the strawberry yeah which was the one at the time mm-hmm. the the one where the guy in his khakis and turtleneck and glasses would go up there and he's like he's doing the sound check and he's on the microphone and it was always just like <laughs> can i can i get this monitor up a little bit a little bit more i i, I, I can't hear the bass like I can't hear I, me I, throwing up in the mic enough. I, I can't hear the bass. Yeah, I, I excuse me. I still can't. Yeah, that one. Welcome to Bears at Bears at Bullshit. <laughs> this is going to be a great show. You should listen to the show. Listen to the show. Listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Listen to the show. Listen to the show. I feel like I just walked into a Megadeth concert. Did I? Did I? I mean, Megadeth does kind of suck. But did did I just make a new intro for the show? Maybe. Maybe it's, ori- it's original content. We don't have to pay anybody for the music. <laughs> yeah. No, that that soundcheck band was also the one where. I thought that their songs were more well known than they really were because the guy kept like every other song 
he would do the what's this next song about it didn't matter what it, the people yelled he just would always go yeah and then sing it so that's the one that i started yelling out fun things where he's like what's this next song about puppies yeah <laughs> oh Red i love the legends of grandeur yeah yeah what was... he didn't realize is that the song was about corn I think that was also the uh, same night kidder that the stranger sat down at our table because he thought I was part of some band and I couldn't hear anything and he was talking to you and you didn't correct him on the fact that I was nobody of any importance. <laughs> well, so. just adding to the mystique of Howard Blues. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what's on tap round two? Kidder, I know you have to dig in your fridge, which is just right behind you. So uh, Adam, what did you go and grab? I went and grabbed, so I switched it off of beer, and I switched to, since it's after it lights, sun's down, I switched to a bottle of Dingle Gin. Ooh. I found this gin in Ireland, and like, you think Ireland, oh, the Irish whiskey, which is good. But their gin is amazing. This is a, a copper copper bottle or a copper kettle distilled gin that I found going through the duty Freestar. And it is amazing. It's probably the best gin I've ever had. It's uh, won a lot of good awards coming for gin gin so if you ever find it in a liquor store i highly recommend it if you're a gin fan even if you're not a gin fan give it a go you might surprise yourself i i do enjoy a good gin and tonic so i'll have to keep an eye out yeah. for that one and maybe recommend it to the rude boy kyle because uh he likes it kidder what you got over there what did i just, see you pull out just playing bartender you know so i got my my glass which I think the foot would approve. I do. Deep Space Nine, probably the second best Star Trek. Yep. Oh, it is the best. That's okay. We all have, <clears throat> we all have our mistakes. That's fine. It's close. It's it's the best. It's it is. <laughs> Howard, I know where you live. <laughs> so since you're you're going to Ireland, how about I visit with. The Dubliner. Ooh, I heard and about this, this on last week's episode. This, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh yeah, well, we read labels. We have a long spiel on this one. I mean, I I could. The, Howard, did did we actually read the label on this? I don't remember. Oh, so somebody doesn't even watch the show. I watched the show like twice. <laughs> fully through you just scrubbed uh, through and looked to see what i add in edit wise yeah located in the, in the fringes of europe dingle enjoys a pristine environment no other buffered by wind from the atlantic the air is fresh just like our gin hmm. i mean that's almost what this says <laughs> Irish liqueur with Irish whiskey, honeycomb liqueur in caramel color, 30% alcohol per volume, better know that. It is a product of Ireland. 
It's a 750 milliliters. You're and, sounding more uh, Norwegian by the I mean, yeah, I got word. a little bit of the, the yeah. But uh, Dublin here. Dublin Liberties Distillery, 33 Mill Street, Dublin, Ireland. If you want to go visit them. It's brought in by the quintessential brands, North America in Manhasset, New York. Yeah, I smuggled this one in on my in my carry-on. Howard, did you know that it's the quintessential brand? I yes, I think that there was some some discussion about the quintessential <laughs> uh salad dressing <laughs> topping on uh which I, I let me let me bring up a, a complaint I have, Kidder. Because that you weren't you, there? No, you stole one of my jokes. I stole one of your jokes. You stole one of my jokes. Well, you weren't there, so somebody had to tell it. Right, and you didn't even tell it right. (laughs) Hmm. Guess you should have been there. I I couldn't help it. Family things, you know, those are important. Uh, Yeah, you were telling Thule stories. Okay. And uh, the, the story that I usually tell is from the big uh, apartment open house. I think Adam might have even been there for that. Maybe. I can't recall. But uh, it was kind of a bring your own beverage sort of thing. And Tuli's brother and fiance was there. And uh, they decided to go get some food. And so they went to Target. They grabbed food. And they, they brought it back. And they set it on a section of the counter and then felt the need to stop the whole party. Excuse me. Excuse me. I just want you all to know that the food over here is for my fiance and me. It's not for all of you. We did not bring it to share. (laughs) It's just for us. So please don't eat it. It's not for you. It's for us. And it was at that point, Kidder, I was standing next to you. As Thule was also striking out, he was hitting on a girl who had brought... I think it was like a 750 of uh, Smirnoff raspberry vodka as her yeah. personal drink. Like the whole thing. Like when she walked in with it, I'm like, oh, a nice housewarming gift. And it was like, nope, that's her personal beverage. Um, but he was striking out there. I was standing next to Kidder and I said, you know, the sad thing is there's only one woman in the world who will ever love, you know, could love Thule. And he, she's marrying his brother. That was the joke, which Kidder did tell, but not not the full story in context. I know, because you weren't there, so I didn't context. I I know, but stole my joke. I have twenty four flavors in this glass now. I I I see. Um, I hinted at what I JS Gunslinger. Yeah, I uh, I hinted at what I have here, Kidder. Uh, I have a beverage from the Spetzel Brewery in Shiner, Texas. It is the second of the uh, Heat Wave Variety Pack beers, which you know means it's got to be good. It's the uh, Weiss and Easy Raspberry. Yeah. I think 95 calories. Is objecting to that. Remember when you asked me if I've ever had bad beer? (laughs) Anytime there's fruit in a beer, it's a bad beer. I tend to agree with you. Um, I didn't realize what's on tap was a shitty beer. 
Oh, it's not supposed it it's it's not really supposed to be. Um it it started off like for the first few episodes, it was normal, regular beers and such. And about episode five, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna get experimental with this. And I started just going to the local liquor store, building my own six pack and just trying different things. And um as much as I'd hoped that like I would enjoy most of these, um, most of them have nearly killed me. Um, but I, I, I will warn you, Adam, if you ever see the Shiner Heatwave variety pack, stay away from it. It nearly killed Kidder and I last year. Um, and that was a, a different set of three beers. Um, it, it's a great episode to go catch up on. It's, uh, I forget the number, but it's called the Triple B of Doom. Because we drank all three beers in one night. Trifecta of trash. Yeah. Anyway, I've had the first one of the new Heat Wave. Yeah, it was a couple episodes ago. It was called White Wing. It was um, it's like taking a shot of Bud Light and then a bite of like pumpkin pie. Mm. Yeah. I mean, pumpkin so, pie is good, but Bud Light, ew. Yeah. So I can definitely smell the raspberry in this. So what about the snozberries? Do the snozberries taste like snozberries? Yeah, uh, we'll find out. What's funny is he, he doesn't like that movie. Well, that's just really watery. So it's it's not as bad as a lot of the stuff we've drank on here. Um but it's like a very watery beer. It's got a it's got a very strong raspberry flavor, but none of like if you if you if you dislike IPAs because you hate that hoppy taste, there's no hoppy taste to this. In fact, I'd almost guess that they forgot to put hops in it when they brewed it. <laughs> <laughs> they just threw it's, the raspberry nettles in with it. It's uh heesh, it's I'd almost guess that this is closer or them trying to make their own kind of version of a seltzer, but not quite a seltzer. It's not great. Um, if I had to give it a rating, yeah, maybe a two. It's better than the white wing, but it's it's not good. So I'll have to see if I can find the third of the heat wave pack and, you know, finish the trifecta. Why? Year, but... Completionist man. I'm a completionist. And next week I'll finish the last of these Mountain Dews and then I'm back to my regular enjoyable beer. You know, maybe, possibly. I got some weird stuff in my fridge. So, uh, Adam, I know we've been talking a lot about food, but I got one more food question because I, I, I think it's a valuable one. Kid and I had this discussion. Um, you know, when you go out to a place like a Thai restaurant, you know, you have that lovely, you know, kind of scale of heat that it can be, you know, you're, you're no spice, you're mild, you're medium, you're hot, you're Thai hot. When you eat at a place like that, and I, let's start with just non on the international side, because we know that's a little bit of a gamble of point and, and see. But when you go into a place like that, where do you fall on that scale? How so do you... How do you go about it? This is an interesting concept because my wife, as we've already discussed, grew up born and lit, grew up in Shanghai. And so 
she has a saying or like a phrase it's it's white person hot <laughs> we so, basically said that last time yeah so a lot of times i'll ask for spicy because i can i like a good spice i love a good kick when i'm having uh t- particularly like thai food like i don't i'm not a big fan of spicy like just the spicy peppers like you get with mexican food where they just throw in a habanero or a, a ghost pepper just to give you that burn i'm not that i'm not a big fan of that type of spicy but like a good spicy curry is really good and so all that a lot of times i'll ask for spicy but a lot of times they give me the white person spicy mm. because fair enough i'm white and they they don't they err on the side of caution and so i'll get i'll try to get a more spicy dish or or whatnot but i do love a good a good spice i'll i'll never go full spicy like my wife does but definitely a a medium high like a four out of five star we have a place for you then if you ever come here uh there's a a thai place up on the north side of bismarck called wing thai Mm -hmm. and they don't they don't pull punches Um, that's good the the medium is actually like i i survived it but I drank a lot of water. I was well hydrated by the end of that meal. And it wasn't bad, you know. It's just it was like, whoa, that's a that's a jump up from mild to medium. Mm-hmm. So I, I've never tried anything at like the full like Thai hot. I I'd hate to like get a <laughs> full meal like that because that just seems wasteful because I don't think I could handle it. But I would love to try like a like a sampler at that heat level just to just to experience it so we went to Chengdu a few years ago and let me and uh one of the things we had in Chengdu is one of our favorite types of food it's called hot pot where it's essentially asian fondue where they give they bring you out big uh a big uh vat of pot of oil with spices and whatnot in it and and you dip the meat vegetables and the hot oil, the raw meat vegetables in the hot oil and and you drink and eat it it's, and uh in Chengdu it's in uh the Sichuan province so it's home of the spiciness and the the top of the oil was thick with uh uh sh- uh of spicy peppercorns so when you eat when you dip in the meat and the the vegetables into the hot oil you have to go through this layer of hot peppers just to get get it start cooking and when you eat it it just burns i'm going through my pictures to see if i have a picture i don't let's see one second but yeah it's it is spicy. So here's a picture of a Chengdu hot pot where it's just a layer of spicy hot peppers. That does look interesting. Yeah, it, it was good and very spicy. I We had to end up drinking a whole bunch of beer while eating that to, to help cool it off. And at the, at the tables, they have uh, uh, meat skewers just sitting in 
these pots of oil cooking. Yeah, you do, these these are just sitting in a pot of spicy oil, and it's kind of like you take a stick and it, they come around and just charge you for however many sticks you ate. Hmm. Yeah, it was very good, very spicy. Definitely some of the spicier stuff I've had. Well, we've talked a lot about food. We've talked a lot about travel. But, uh, Adam, we know that you also enjoy uh, movies, TV, things like that. So, um, and I'm going to just bring you, start with Kidder to bring him into the conversation because I can see him staring off at one of his, like, five monitors that he's got over on that wall there. But, uh, uh, Kidder, you've been watching anything interesting lately? Well... <clears throat> it's interesting you ask that, Howard. Because I did. I have. I was. Did that. Oh, you actually wanted to know what it was. Oh, right. Uh, we watched The Man in the High Castle on Amazon. I don't believe you have made it through that one yet. Correct? Correct. Adam? It's on the list. On the list. Okay. Same. So it's been on my list since 2015. And two weeks ago, I think it was, we had finished everything that we needed to watch up until that point. And the missus went, Well, what do we want to watch? And I went, Boop, 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 boop. And I started it because I was finally at that point where I wanted to just watch it. Because, again, I had been wanting to watch it since 2015 when the first season came out. First season, excellent. Loved it. Fantastic. Second season, all right, not so bad. Third season, eh, all right. Fourth season, uh so, have you read the book? No. I okay. try not to read. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm curious, because it's not a thick book. I have the book, and it's on my pile of things to read. And it's not a very thick book. So, I'm really curious if, like, the first season is so good, because they have the book, and they go through the book. And then they kind of Game of Thrones, and it's like, well, shit, we ran out of the book. I guess we just have to make it up ourselves now and quality suffers. I wish I could have that comparison to help you. Uh, I guess uh, you should read the book and then watch the series and then let us know. I shall do that. Because <laughs> it Putting is both of them are on my journalist list. To work. I'm on the case. <laughs> See? <laughs> so there's only four seasons. Hour-long uh, episodes, or yes. So they started with the first two seasons. Every episode was at least an hour long. Third season, they were about fifty to fifty-five, and then the fourth season, they were forty to forty-five. I'm like, really? We're starting this bullshit. Come on, tell the damn story. Because truthfully, without any spoilers. The ending of the show could be a continuation into another season. So they essentially left it open. So they thought they were going to get renewed and they didn't get renewed. 
I mean, there's elements where no, like it was the final season when they went into the shooting and planning and production of it. But it, to some degree, is almost like The Expanse, where the final episode left it open for them to continue the show and discover and explain the rest of everything that they talked about in The Expanse. Yeah, I haven't watched The Expanse yet. So it, it is The Expanse is one of the best sci-fi shows that has hit television in the past 20 years yeah it's on my list i've read the first book the first book is great i loved it I haven't read the second book yet but again it's on the list and i need to i need to sit down and watch the expanse my streaming i need to watch list is long and it just yeah. seems to keep getting longer you know you know what uh what what helps make the list longer have kids yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a seven-pound dog. That's the closest we're going to get. That's it's probably good if you want to keep up with media. Yeah. So, um, Kid or anything else you've been watching? Uh, let's see here. What do you think of Lightyear? Yeah, that's right. I, I, I did one of them. There are things called a tease earlier in the show. I can see yeah. who the professional is here. <clears throat> I mean, I dabble here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so watch Lightyear for free on Disney Plus and to some some degree I want maybe an hour of my life back it's an hour and a half the visuals are fine you know it's Pixar right mm-hmm. so it's alright but it just kind of I don't know. Like they, they could have made it a forty-five minute episode. <laughs> made yeah, it, it did. I, I saw it in theaters a few weeks ago, and yeah, there was a lot of. This could have just been a little of a quicker movie. It didn't really need to be this long. Do you really need to watch to have him go back and like mm-hmm. time over? Like I think if I memory, like a half hour of it was this him going back in time or forward in time. Mm-hmm. No real spoilers for Howard there, but oh, um, um, the, the, spo- the spoiler really- alert! In case you decide <laughs> to go watch it, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, it, it was hey, in the trailer. Should, that yeah, he- it was in the trailer. It doesn't count as a spoiler. Correct. The missus actually wanted a, wanted me to fast forward it or just turn it off, and we were about twenty minutes in. Because she was getting pissed at the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's like a series of unfortunate events leads to another unfortunate event, which led to this unfortunate event. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's not voiced by the uh, 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 Buzz Lightyear is not voiced by Tim Allen because we didn't ask him. Honestly, that didn't bug me as much as like I thought it would be. Yeah. But I also like. Uh, Oh, which Chris that which Chris was it? I like whichever Chris that was. Yeah. Evans or Yeah. I think it was Pine. Cap- Captain Pine. America. Yeah, it was no, no I, it, it was, was Chris Pine. Pine. It was Captain Kirk. The other captain. What? <laughs> yeah, Chris Pine is Captain Kirk in the well, I, I know that. In the Pine verses. Because mm-hmm. because of course Howard's favorite Star Trek movies are the Kelvin universe. 
Wait, what? Trash, trash Trek. Better than Khan? Oh. How? Mm-hmm. Into the dark. Love. Into darkness. Cinematic masterpiece. <sighs> so much better than that trash wrath of Khan. <sighs> we can't be Chris Evans. Evans. It is it's Evans. Year, yep. Captain America. And the rating on IMDb is 5.8 out of 10. Let's see, what's Rotten Tomatoes given it? It made $225 million and cost $200 million to make. So they will not make uh, a, a, a sequel. Hopefully. Anyway. Wow. Lighter only- doesn't, Lighter doesn't on, uh, So Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 75% and an 84% audience score. I was going to say, what Kidder did, doesn't say? like Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes at one point um, ranked all of the Star Trek movies based off their scores, and the, first, the 2009 Star Trek came out on top. And, well, uh, obviously they were judging it on an amount of lens flares. But Clearly, the lens flares make it better. You go back, you watch any of the old Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, all could have used more lens flares. Yeah, but then all those shows would have gone nowhere and built up all these different little threads that never got finished because that's what J.J. Abrams does. True, but lens flares. Lens flares. All flash, no substance, literally. It's kind of like this show. <laughs> no, it's like we we like to watch the Great British Bake Off whenever it comes back on, and whenever one of the the biggest criticisms a lot of the judges have is like it's all style over substance, yeah. and that's J.J. Abrams. You know, yeah, if you uh, red matter, I was going to say uh, if if you like the Great British Bake Off, uh, Adam, uh, you would know who uh, Noel Fielding is. Oh, I love Noel Fielding. The yeah. What's so that? mighty boosh yeah so there's a there's a another uk show out there that you can find on youtube called um taskmaster mm-hmm. and what it is is it's um a set of five comedians competing in these different like mental challenges um and it is a great kind of combination of like their creativity mixed sometimes with their own stupidity with them trying to sometimes be funny, uh, but he was a he was a contestant on it in I think it was series four of it, uh, which was a fantastic uh, series of it. But it's it's a hilarious show. I hmm. I highly recommend it. Um, it has some really really artsy cinematography and music with it that I enjoy. But it I mean it's great challenges. It's things like hey be the first to throw this basketball through, you know, through the hoop, but you can't use your hands, nor can you create gloves out of anything, hmm. you know? And so they have to, you know, it's them coming up with how to do this using whatever they can find in the area. And some, sometimes they break the challenge. They figure out like, well, here's the loophole. If I just do this, then ta-da, it's done. And it's such, but but Noel is hilarious in it. Um, I first saw him. Uh, so I've watched him in a few uh, Mighty Boosh episodes, uh, sketch comedy and over in the UK. Pretty funny. And then my, my first time I ever saw him was another British sitcom called The IT Crowd. Mm-hmm. 
where he plays uh, a goth, a goth uh, IT specialist who just sits in a dark room all day, which which, which very much fits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but there there's a good one, and it's it's on YouTube. You can find it. So, the Taskmaster series four. I'll just find it. It's uh, it's worth a watch. It's very much worth a watch. So, Kidder, anything else you've been watching since I hijacked your talking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> watched the latest Minions movie, the the Rise of Gru. Not too bad. Yeah, I saw that. It was a nice way to waste time. Mm-hmm. I had an afternoon I needed a kill, so. It was better than Lightyear. Yeah. The best thing about Lightyear was the cat. Yeah. But Gru had Michelle Yeoh. Anything with Michelle Yeoh in it is great. Except Discovery. But she, she was only in that a little bit, I think, wasn't she? I've only got the first season, I so. Well, I'll let you watch the rest of it. Oh, great. Speaking about Star Trek, I have watched Lower Decks, and that is some of the best Star Trek I've seen in a long time. Way better than the Kelvin stuff. Yes. And season three premieres next Thursday, the 25th. On oh, I Paramount can't wait. Plus. I, that's the whole reason I keep my Paramount Plus is because of the Star Trek. Did you watch Strange New Worlds? I haven't yet. I need to get I've been I want to get my wife to watch it, too. But first, I need to get her to watch some of the original series stuff. Nah, nah. Nah, she's good uh, to jump right in. Just just sit her down and say, this is the next 10 hours of your life. The bathroom is there, but you can only use it between episodes. And I will pause it for 38 seconds only. <laughs> Plan accordingly. Now, there are some people out there who... Uh, I've gone over the top, and this is the best Star Trek ever. This is the best sci-fi show ever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can go back and watch my detailed analysis after you watch it, because I don't want to spoil anything. But I will say that uh, watching the opening credits brought a tear to my eye. And... The episodes and the way that the stories were told in that hour or less, because, you know, it's a streaming service that's never going to be on television. So we have to make it 44 minutes like a regular television show, even though um, I do appreciate that. There are some shows that are starting to kind of realize that, wait, we don't need to worry about commercials or things like loki did a really good job about like well no this episode can be a little bit longer yes loki was good we're just gonna do that filming now i know i can't wait that's probably one of the best things i've seen in the 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 latest marvel stuff is the is the loki series Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. though very good the strange movie was fun it was the most ramiest ramy of ramy is ever ramied you talking the latest strange Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. It's uh, now living over on the shelf, by the way, Howard. Mm. Over there, but Strange New Worlds. I will definitely check it out. It's on my top of my list. Again, uh, there's several things that I have issue with, um, 
between sets, costumes, even some of the story that's told in certain ways or pieces. However, it's very good and you need to watch it. And Howard needs to watch it too. I'll get there eventually, someday. Maybe. Possibly. We're we're gonna end up racing motorized scooters by then. You know what? I'll I'll get on it right after I watch Pacific Rim. Oh, you dick. Hey, the first one was a lot of fun. No, I so uh, I, I know you've uh, probably haven't caught all of our shows, uh, Adam. Uh, but early on in this uh, in the podcast, I revealed that I have not watched Pacific Rim. Not not because like I think it's bad or anything like that. I mean, it's all the things in my wheelhouse. I like Guillermo del Toro movies. I like kaiju. It's just I, I missed it in theaters. And then every time, like, it's like I've had a chance to watch it, something comes up. Like, for a while, my father in law, when I was living in the basement there, um, he has a DVR and he recorded it because it was like the free stars weekend. And he watched it and he deleted it before I could watch it. So I re recorded it, but then he came back and he's like, Oh, I already watched this. Delete. Like, so me and him, like, all week, like, it was me recording it, him deleting it all week. <laughs> I at one point owned two copies of it on Blu-ray. And uh yeah, I it's just I haven't had the time to watch it. And so uh right over my shoulder, it's it's right about there, is my Blu-ray copy of Pacific Rim. And I mostly have it up there to uh torment a former coworker of mine, a current coworker of Kidders, um uh, who wants me to watch it and i'm like well i'll, I'll get to it it's, it's right there but <laughs> to give you an idea mr foot i think uh lane and howard were in cahoots because they were trying to make some back room backdoor deals that if i watch spider-man then howard would end up watching pacific rim which spider-man I, the new one into into the spider-verse Oh, that was fun. You haven't watched that one yet? I hate Spider-Man. He hasn't watched like any of the uh, the new ones with Tom Holland and such. So he sees Spider-Man when he shows up like in the Avengers. Yeah, and I but hate he hasn't it. watched any of the other ones, which is sad because those are actually been some pretty good movies, although I haven't seen the third one. I said, why is he in this movie? Get him out of here. It was good. I like the. I, I've liked all the Tom Holland movies. Yeah, I see, and I'm I'm just behind again because kids. I just don't get time to watch. So if you ask me, Kidder, like, hey, what what's the new exciting thing in Howard's life of uh, streaming and watching things? The new third season of Bluey is out, so that's exciting. I'm looking forward to watching that a hundred times. That that's it's good. Ah, kids. Mm-hmm. How long did you have baby shark stuck in your head for? You know what? Uh, my wife actually hates baby shark, so we have not I introduced. See I could see her hating that song so much. So, so <laughs> we have done a lot to not introduce Junior to baby shark. So we're 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 pretty lucky there. He's 
he's not interested in baby shark whatsoever. Count yourself lucky. I do. I do. Well, gents, it's been a lovely time. A lot of great conversation. Uh, But we've been talking for quite a while. And so it's uh, probably time we wrap this up, which uh, means I have to turn this over to Kidder for some cheap plugs. You sure he didn't want to ask me if I was playing anything else? Listen, I there was a long pause. You should have thrown something in there. Plus, I know where we are sitting with time. So. Mm. Why? Okay. Do you have something else? Do you want to throw it in now? Go on I mean, it was, it was already on the show last week or the week before, you know, flashing lights. Anyway, folks, it's time for those cheap plugs. Kidder, take it away. Beer Blues bs.com beerbluesbs.com 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 join us online beerbluesbs.com again beerbluesbs.com that is our website please visit our website please check out the merch store and buy some quality merchandise while you're there you can click on the youtube link to subscribe to our youtube channel our spotify link to subscribe to our spotify stream and we are also on all of the audio platforms that are available you know like the big ones like google podcasts apple podcasts amazon podcast iheart radio pandora many more yes if you have an audio service that you like to listen to podcasts through search Beer Blues and BS. I guarantee that we're in there. And then please subscribe and share. You can like the episodes too if you'd help us out. That would be awesome. But at least subscribe and help us get to more people out there. BeerBluesBS.com for all that and more. While you're also there, if you would so happen to choose to buy us a beer, that would be fantastic. Buy us a beer or buy us a round, and you can even drop us a comment to tell us what you're thinking. Maybe you have a comment for the show. Maybe you just want to say something as a shout-out to somebody else. You can do that right here on the show, beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer, and then leave us a comment in the comment section. Aside from that, we're also on Facebook, and you can like the show, facebook.com slash BS. That's everything Beer Blues and BS on Facebook. Please like, share, and subscribe. We would certainly appreciate it. The sharing is caring, and getting out to more fine folk like you will help this show succeed even more. And, you know, it'll help kind of pay the bills for this show, too, if you want to sponsor it. I'm just... just Throwing that out there. That info also at beerbluesbs.com. So that's about it for this episode, Beer Blues and BS for the foot. You got anything else you'd like to throw out there before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, go ahead and check out my YouTube channel. It's a, a flying foodie, A F L A. Oh, how do I spell it? It's. Hey, Don't worry, uh, I got you covered in the show notes. Down all below. right, check out the link down in the show notes for a link to my YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe. I do a lot of great travel videos, more to come. 
it's still a pretty young channel, so there's not a whole lot there, but there's always more growing. So look forward to uh, seeing you there. Perfect. And uh, we'll leave the food to you, the international traveled expert. All right. So with that, <clears throat> he's the foot. And uh, the other guy on the other end of this thing, that's Howard Blues. I had something for this last week, but he wasn't here. No, he was here last week. It was two weeks ago. Man, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it there, Howard Blues? <laughs> you know, what? I, I, I was just going to say, it, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay, Gitter. You, you probably, your mind's distracted by thoughts of husky women. It's a corn pun. If I have to explain it, it's... I was going to see how long that you did that. Because next thing I know, you're going to end up in St. Cloud. And then everybody has a problem. Husky women and corny situations. That's all Howard needs. So before it gets any weirder, I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beer Blues and BS. Make sure, please, if you would, forget about all the rest of that, everything that's happened pretty much the past two minutes and at the beginning of the first 10 minutes of the show. Just forget about it. It never happened. Uh, just, just forget about it. Join us for the next episode. I promise it'll be better because I, as a tease, will be live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, next week, right here on the big show, traveling. And we'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, again, I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this show. Please make sure you keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you on down the intergalactic planetary Tuscan Highway. You have a good one. See you on the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Thing it's not supposed to do. Okay, we'll take a look at it. Hey, we tried to fix the airplane. We didn't see anything wrong with it. You're obviously it's your you're lying to us. You're clearly full of shit because exactly. it's not broken. Could but not it is broken. Could not. We have a in the logbook. They always have a thing. Could not replicate. Unable to replicate. Client is misled. Mm-hmm. No.
I wish I would have had this recording for all of that rant, even though that would have been a lot of editing work, but I was pushing all the buttons as fast as I could. <laughs> so that's why I said what I said. I, I, I know. I, I, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you getting out your F bombs early? Yeah. So, so I, I'll, I'll just let you know, Adam. Yes, you can swear on this show. And if you say anything too bad, I reserve the right to cut it out of the show or bleep it. <laughs> so, as in just, if you say f because then future Howard goes f and current Howard goes, ah, f I'll deal with that f thing later. <laughs> and then he yep. misses one. I haven't missed one yet. Are you sure? Why, do you know of one that I missed? Maybe. You're going to have to go through a year of podcasts to find which one you missed. Year and a half. And year so and a half I, of podcasts. I, did, I, did, I didn't put out my pinky like Kermit. 